0: Gonna do the intro, so I just started
1: talking.
0: <laughs> hey everybody, it's the Tag and Brando Podcast. <laughs> Starting off quick and fast. In case uh, you were
1: unclear on oh, what you clicked on. Welcome.
0: Yep. Uh, it's it's kind of interesting. I mean, as a podcast, you know, you, you don't have that. We talked about this in one of the podcasts, it's not like if you're just tuning in, this is what's been going on. Right, you know, it's like right. Unless, yeah, that's not unless a thing.
1: you
0: unless you pause the podcast and then come back to it like a couple weeks or months later, and you're like, I have no idea what they're talking about.
1: But right, right, which is such a yeah. small uh, percentage of people listening. I assume uh, that no, not you know, it's not worth mentioning. I don't think in the midst of the right. podcast. In case you missed our first segment, the things that Taggart said were dumb. Moving on.
0: But the other part of it is, I mean, a lot of times, you know, if you're jumping in for the first time, you you still got to cater to those people. So that is for this part. And that is an introduction of what we're talking about.
1: Right.
0: Uh, We're talking about... Some things that we have experienced.
1: Okay. <laughs> but
0: before that,
1: <laughs>
0: we have a question of the day. And then we're going to talk about some life experiences that we've both had. Right. Independently. True. Yep. Yeah. Yes. And then uh, something new to get us something something fresh, something hot. That's right. Something crisp. Right. As they might say. Yeah. Right. But, uh, uh, what good happened to you today, man? Just kind of
1: what change it up a little bit. What good happened to me today?
0: Yeah, that is that is something we do, uh, here to try to keep things positive instead of saying, like, how was your day and kind of giving you, like, a chance to just gripe, you know, about stuff. Uh huh, uh huh. We, we, we lead it off by saying, what good happened to you today? So you kind of have to review your day mm-hmm. and, you know, be like, it's like, oh man, I had like a really good lunch,
1: or uh-huh. you know, something. okay, sure. So, so yeah, yeah what, what good happened to you today? Oh, great. Well, I made some, uh, I made some, uh, I made some tacos for dinner, that was great. Mm. For I got
0: any special reason
1: for because it was dinner time, <laughs>
0: <laughs> not specifically for Cinco de Mayo.
1: Not specifically for Cinco de Mayo, but fair enough for those listening in the future, which will be the future, uh, today is mm-hmm. Cinco de Mayo. So, um, you know, I must have just been feeling my, you know, Spanish heritage, um, mm-hmm. uh, which I have none of. So, whatever that means. Your your, your just, Mexican influence. Right. You know? Just subconsciously knew, gosh, got to celebrate today with the taco. Uh, and they were delicious. Good. I, yeah. I had three. I had three.
0: What What is your taco construction? This is not the question of the day, but since you brought it up, well, it's. Uh, I
1: think it's important, and this is what this podcast is about. We're hitting the hard, right. the hard hit. Because I
0: also had Mexican food today, oh. and basically went more of the soft taco. Uh, well, what is what's your Well,
1: ours is not the hard taco. It's basically a burrito. I take a... Okay. I, I just take a, a shell, you know, good-sized uh, <laughs> tortilla, as they say, and um, I make some meat. So I made some ground turkey and mix in my taco seasonings, uh, made some meat concoction, and then mm-hmm. I just put it in a big burrito shell with some black beans, sometimes refried beans, but I didn't have any, and cheese, and that's about it. It's pretty boring. I put some uh, hot sauce in it, I melt the cheese in there, mmm, delish, yum yum.
0: Yeah, I, I, I kind of like to start with the cheese on bottom.
1: Cheese on bottom is not a bad way to go. I don't know why, but I'm a cheeser on top. I'm a cheeser on top. I don't discriminate against cheeser on bottoms. It's perfectly fine if that's how you roll. But uh, I usually put my cheesy on top. Seems like a last uh, topping to me. It's all grated up, you know, so mm -hmm. I'm going to put it on the tops.
0: Because I'm looking at it as like cheese on the bottom kind of gets me... uh, opportunity for most cheese, really. If you're looking at a taco. Sure, 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 the, yeah. The higher the higher you go on that taco show, and then uh, I go cheese, then I go meat, uh-huh. and so then that cheese gets a little bit melty, sometimes fully melty. Right, right, right. And then kind of build from there. But maybe we should turn this into an episode, because this is getting...
1: It's getting good. It's getting okay. juicy. We I'm don't want to drop I'm too just, much. I'm glad I just
0: ate this because uh, otherwise <laughs> i be getting hungry. But uh, right. so some good dinner. That's awesome. Yes, sir. Um, well, let's get let's get to the question of the day. Let's get. Oh
1: it. man, do we have to? Yes, let's do it.
0: All right. All right. Uh, today we're going to ask what or who. Is the best dragon.
1: This We're is talking
0: like any any interpretation you want of right. dragon, from mythology uh-huh. to real life, history, uh, okay. literature, sure, 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 pop
1: culture. What what do you got? Um. Yeah. So. <sighs> This is a big, it's a big question. <laughs> so, okay, first off, this is going to give me an opportunity to talk favorites a little bit here. Because you said, wh- who is the best dragon? And that right. is my, my least favorite type of question. No offense to the mm-hmm. question. Um, for the listeners that don't know, because I'm not sure if I have, uh, have I talked this on the podcast? I don't know.
0: I don't think you've talked about it recently. Probably within the last year, or so maybe a little refresh.
1: Oh, okay. So I, I am not, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a chooser of favorites per se. I, uh, I think favorites is a thinly veiled discrimination against other things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: like having a favorite kid.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's not as thinly veiled, but you know what I mean. So like uh you know, my favorite fruit is plums. It's like, well, you hate other fruits. Um So, I don't like to care so I don't really think that way. It's also really not how my brain works. I don't categorize things and like, well, here's the best. And then here's my top ten list. Like it's not like that at all. So, uh, mm-hmm. so I got lumps of like I enjoy this. I enjoy this. I enjoy this. It's like a it's like a lump so, uh, this is a sorting system in my brain. So that well,
0: I, I I get that.
1: That being said, uh, I think
0: I think part of it is for me ever since I've like kind of halfway adopted this kind of thinking uh-huh. is life and, d- and op- opinions can be a lot more fluid than that. You know, they have like, to be. Yeah. Like if you say, what is your favorite X? Then,
1: and then I got to go through my whole give- list of X's and pick my favorite one. That's rough. Cause I didn't, Ooh, yeah. cause I didn't end up with any of them. Um, Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, that's a terrible question. <laughs> but what
0: what what is your favorite thing in this category? What is whatever it it makes you make a unnecessary decision? Because because what sure. is really a favorite going to get you? You know.
1: Oh like, no, I know it's not like there's a yeah yeah there's nobody out there. who's like we heard your favorite was this, and now we're sponsoring you with this. Well, Mm-mm. I mean, may, I mean, maybe I guess in a nice world sometimes that actually does right. happen, but no, usually you're like your favorite Dijon mustard is grape poupon, whoop-de-do, um, right, right. And so
0: then it it also forces you to defend that if somebody's right. like, what's your what's your favorite, and you're like, oh, grape poupon. It's like, oh, really? Why? Ugh. If you're just like, you know. Well, and you got to like, why <laughs> yeah. is it your favorite? How many of you tried? You know, like, you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, now, exactly. now my favorite is under attack. Like, and now I feel like I have to defend it. And it's right. just like, sometimes it's not worth it. And, and like you said, it's kind of excluding other things. Because it's like, well, why aren't you getting your favorite? And you're like, well, I don't know. I'm just, it, I'm not feeling it right now. Right, well, Today can be a different day. Right. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want... Why would you want anything other than your favorite? It's like, well, maybe my favorites change. Oh, now I can't trust your opinion at all. <laughs>
1: if well, your favorites change. And people's, I mean, come on. Your favorite food can be pizza, but I doubt you're going to eat pizza every meal of every day. Mm-hmm. Right? So exactly. in in that case, you're just like, mm, it's not your favorite now, is it? Now nah, you feel like a baked mm-hmm. potato. Get out of here. Yeah. Um, no. So you know, I often go to Chipotle and I don't get my regular meat. That's right, I get a different meat. <gasps> what? It happens sometimes, man. But...
0: Not that tofu. That tofu is weird. No, I,
1: I've never tried. I'm a not. Tofu. <laughs> yeah, it, it's,
0: it's just it's not not the best.
1: All right, so all, but... all caveats aside, I mean, come on, you gotta go, you gotta go, Falcor, right? There's a luck drug. Falcor is <laughs> awesome, and
0: Falcor fits kind of two niches. He's he's a giant dragon uh-huh. that can terrorize your bullies, exactly. But he's just a big fuzzy slash scaly dog.
1: <laughs> exactly, he's basically a dog. He's a dog yeah. dragon, and.
0: That you can ride. I mean, you can ride a lot of these dragons. And that
1: brings you luck? I mean, come on. That's pretty good. We
0: don't know... I don't know exactly how he brings you luck.
1: I don't know either. They don't really explore that.
0: (laughs) I'll try you... Spoiler alert. He does get through everything. Right, right. Bastion, you know, does does get his bullies taken care of and everything (laughs) like that, so... (laughs) They were Um, in the dumpster, man. (laughs) um, But... I think Falcor is a is a, an awesome call out for for top picks here.
1: Falcor is a good choice. Uh, yeah, agreed. I like I like right. that choice, and that's and that's a ten year old like me choice. But come on, mm-hmm. oh. mm-hmm. this is a good choice. Um, so I, I probably have some others, but you you go next. What what else is on your, your top list here for dragon Old... Characters. Dragonal is that, a, is that a word?
0: Uh, dragonal. But excuse me. Uh,
1: uh it's like hex- hex-
0: hexagonal. Like you gotta get the right. different emphasis. No, on as it. soon as you said
1: uh, it, I was like, I I knew that I messed up.
0: Um, um I mean, if we're going a little bit uh, old older school, please on, uh, please do. I, I, I'm definitely saying Elliot. And if you don't know who Elliot is, you probably know him by his uh, uh-huh. his alternate title, uh-huh. Pete's Dragon. Right, right. Like Pete's Pete's Dragon is first off, he's he can go invisible. Dude, like, how yes. awesome is that?
1: And pick up apples and, with his tail. Come on,
0: yeah, exactly. He can he can run through a wall and make the, the, like the shape of himself like a hole the shape of
1: himself yeah like, yeah, in, yeah in live action <laughs> like in to- live action my friend <laughs> total total Kool Aid Man style oh yeah mm-hmm
0: yeah and so uh, I definitely have to say <laughs> Elliot was pretty was pretty chill as as a as a best friend dragon Dude. and that's the thing is yeah. you kind of think about it as like. There's, like, I mean, there's so many different categories of dragons. Like, don't get me started right. on all the, you know, worms and this and that. But, like, um, like even if you just think of, like, dragon personalities, Whoa. are they, are they, uh, what's the word I want? Non anthropomorphic, non anthropomorphized, anthropomorphized. That's (laughs) word. Where they are,
1: they're just. That's is hard. You know,
0: like like rain of fire dragons. Right, where it's just like they're just big scary dinosaurs of the sky, basically. Right, 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 right. Are they more like your pet? You know how to train your dragon style. You know, like this, like Ooh, that's a good choice too, though. Let's 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 ride them and you know, kind of get get to know them and everything like that. Or are they basically, you know, sentient? You know, are they can can they you know interact with you? Can they talk to you in Sean Connery's voice? You know, that. <laughs> <of
1: stuff. laughs> Dang it! I was gonna mention Dragonheart.
0: Uh, yeah, Dragon Hearts. Oh, dragon an interesting story, for sure. Like I can't kill this guy because then I'll kill this dragon. You know, right? Like, they share they share their hearts together. Uh, but um, yeah, so what other? So what are what other ones are ones you thinking? Because Falcor definitely fits in that last category. He's like he's a best friend dragon. Like, yeah. Toothless, Toothless is like a best friend, but it's like a man's best friend kind of dragon. Where Falcor, even though he's a dog, he's like, <laughs> he's giving you advice. He's giving yeah. you advice on stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, who, who else you got?
1: Well, I was gonna, I was gonna tag on to Pete's Dragon real quick. I don't know how many times I've watched Pete's Dragon. As a child, I watched that movie a thousand times. And like the Mickey, Mickey Rooney one, yeah, the classic Pete's Dragon. Okay, I haven't seen the actual
0: new one. To be fair, I've
1: bad. watched it once.
0: Okay,
1: but uh... but man, but uh, uh, I say pass McQuaddy sometimes when I want somebody to pass me something. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> when I'm like, I want the I want the salt, you know, pass MacQuaidy that over to me. Um... So anyway, speech Dragon, I, I uh, thumbs up to that choice. Good job. Ah, um, oh man, it's tough. I have a lot of different dragons sw- swirling around my head. Uh, that would be good choices. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, so, I mean, the, the question's not best friend dragons. Well, that's what we've talked about. Um, right. I mean but classic scary dragons uh Oh yeah terrorizing towns and being sticks in the mud, I think I think Schmaug Schmaug Schmaug, Schmaug gets a uh, gets a mention mm-hmm. for sure.
0: The thing I like about him is he he's he's a big jerk, but I mean like you catch <laughs> him in the right mood and he might actually be a best friend dragon. You know,
1: well, yeah. If he didn't, if he didn't like want to hoard all his gold and whatever, right? He is mm-hmm. witty enough, and he, you know, him and Bilbo have some good witty banter for a minute, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and I, I, guess I'm as a child, what I'm picturing as Schmaug, even though obviously we've had Hobbit movies, is the cartoon, it was the old Hob- oh. Hobbit cartoon, Catface. Yeah, yeah Yes mm-hmm. As a child That boy scared me Um
0: Yeah But even Even he When Bilbo first comes in Doesn't he say like Yeah take something I don't care He says something to that effect Where he's just like He's like yeah I got plenty Like you know What what am I going to do with it all And it's like Isn't that kind of your thing <laughs> like, <laughs> Just like, caught
1: him on a nice day. He's like, I'm a little tired, yeah. you know. Go ahead, thief. Yeah. Take something. <laughs> and then he's okay, like, wait a second. Like, Don't do that.
0: Because I'm, I'm remembering the cartoon, as you said, you know, because it's not nearly as painfully long as the live action.
1: <laughs> right, but and, that's that's the one that, again, I watched a thousand mm-hmm. times as a kid. And that's what, you know, is stuck in my brain. That's the quintessential, you know, which people might hate me for saying, but to me, that's the quintessential, like, movie version of The Hobbit. Mm -hmm. You know, he goes up to the top of the trees. It's the greatest adventure. Adventure. You know? The greatest
0: adventure is what lies ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. My, the thing I the thing I say all the time from that movie is from uh, when they're in Rivendell, and he's just like, there are moon letters here. <laughs> <laughs> all the time.
1: Yeah, dude. No, the, they never go to Rivendell, though. Is that in Mirkwood? No, they go
0: to... Uh, they don't go okay, to Riv- I guess it's in
1: Mirkwood. It's gotta be, it's, right? It's... And those wood elves, dude, those wood elves in that show are spooky. No
0: no, it's it's not the wood elves though. It's, it's not the wood elves? It's when they have them they have the map and they're with uh I can't remember his name. Who's who's who who does Hugo Weaving play? Who? He plays uh is it Elrond? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Elrond. Is that not in Rivendell?
1: Oh, it might be. It might be. Because d- cause Bilbo because Bilbo goes
0: because Bilbo goes back to Rivendell in Lord of the Rings and like meets up. That's the last place you really see him. Remember, because that's when he's like, he goes to take the ring and his face gets all crazy in the movie.
1: Right, 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 right. Yeah. No, so, you're right. Um, you're right. You're right. But, uh... You're right. You're right. You're right. Anyway. Chapter three, the Master of (laughs) Rivendell was Elrond. Elrond is described... Wait, did you just grab...
0: Are you looking this up or are you actually in a hard copy?
1: I'm legitimately not in a hard copy, but I looked it up. Uh, Elrond is described as the Hobbit, uh, described in The Hobbit as an elf friend. Hmm...
0: Yes, um, no. I'm actually in in my hard copy, and I'm scanning to see if he offers him gold or whatever. But anyway, um, <laughs> nice. Cause he, cause if, in the cartoon, I have a very distinct memory of him saying like, "Oh yeah, go ahead, take take something," and then they have their little conversation, and he's like. He's, then he's like, "Enough with your riddles, right?" And he just gets all pissed. And then Bilbo takes off the ring right before he leaves, and he like holds like a cup in the air, right? And he's like, and Smog's like, "What?" And just like that's what gets him up, gets him up, and gets him out. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. The Arkenstone. Anyway, um, yeah. So there are some. Good, good um so he's he's definitely could be a best friend dragon, but he's kind of a butt.
1: <laughs> he's uh, too much of a loner
0: what what is your take on is Godzilla like a dragon or not?
1: Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Godzilla is his own thing. He might be a dinosaur. He might be a dragon. He might be a Japanese guy in a rubber suit. We don't know for certain. (laughs) We don't know for certain. His powers change depending on what movie you're watching. Um, uh, I don't know. In, like, the 2000s Godzilla, he felt more like a dinosaur. I... uh, I'm not sure. I don't think that's one's canon though. Um I think Mothra's more canon than uh than 2000s Godzilla. But uh because oh, 2000s
0: Godzilla
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean he is canon. Technically
0: I... he is canon because Godzilla uh like OG Godzilla eats him or like kills him or something in one of the one of the Japanese versions.
1: Oh really? Mm-hmm. Eats what? Two thousands Godzilla, because he's so much smaller. You know, he's
0: technically not anywhere near how as big as regular Godzilla, and so.
1: Oh, real two thousands Godzilla. Just... Mhm. Really. So he's
0: he's yeah. So he's like he just like picks him up and like like swallows him like whole or something.
1: <laughs> just like uh, you know, chicken nugget. That's mm-hmm. amazing, and I want all of those things to be true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't have a classification for Godzilla, I don't think. Well, if he fits in Dragon or not. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he does he have wings? No. No. But no. I mean, not all of them have wings. Not all dragons have wings. Well, yeah, but that's like uh, that's like Chinese dragons. They don't have wings, but they're like thin, crazy dudes. You know, Godzilla's mm-hmm. not a thin, crazy dude. Uh, he's a fatty, <laughs> like uh, you know, T Rex looking dude. I don't know. I'm leaning towards dinosaur, I think. But he's I mean, he breathes fire, though, man. He's like a mythological beast that is, resembles a dragon, but is not a dragon. You know, like Fing Fang Foom, uh, of of Marvel comic uh, <laughs> lore. <laughs> He's not technically a dragon, but he looked like one. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. I, I've been waiting to work in Fing Fang Foom, and we got there. But. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so that's my take. I don't know. I, I, uh, yeah, I'm done. I'm done humming and hawing about it. I don't. I don't know. What do you think?
0: Um, I would put him as much as any of these are. I'd put him in the dragon. Camp, okay. I okay. Think. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely not something that you could. Um, you know, ride because <laughs> he he he's not that not that kind of dragon for sure. Right, um, but I think um, I think he's got he's got many dragon categories. He's lizard esque. He's got the spikes on the back, and he's uh, he's got drag he's got quote unquote dragon breath. So. Mm. I think. Okay. I think that's pretty good. Pretty good uh hat trick okay. there.
1: Okay. Okay. So,
0: yeah. Um what about um I mean, let's go back to tra- how to train your dragon, you know. Toothless uh-huh. and, and and the like, I mean I mean that that franchise just went crazy. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know, dude. Third one.
1: I know, but I enjoyed it. I'm not gonna lie to you. I had good times throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, dude. The giant snow dragon who who breathes ice and not fire. Whoa, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> way to turn it on his head. And he's the king of all the dragons. No, wait. It's toothless. Awesome. Um. Uh. Yeah. Uh. I don't know. The coolest dragon in that whole franchise is obviously toothless. Like you can't get better than that. The guy's crazy.
0: Yeah, I mean, and he's not toothless. Little no surprise.
1: I uh, know. It's a little misnomer, just because he can hide his teeth and look like your grandpa for a second. Um, yeah. I'm not
0: gonna find this. All right. That, uh, what are you looking for? Uh, well, if you're, if you're, if you th- I was still looking for that uh, part in there in the Hobbit, but <laughs> uh, but I guess if if you're thinking Godzilla, uh-huh. um, Ghidorah is probably also because he does have wings and three heads. So, right,
1: right, 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 right.
0: So I I definitely would categorize and. Breeze fire in in a sense there. Oh well talking
1: um, about that, what about what about the dragon looking dudes from Oh uh, oh no, I'm not gonna be able to pull this out. Dang it. Um from <laughs> From the old mm-hmm. Hanna Barbera cartoon You oh, the, oh, Herculoids, oh. the Herculoids. The Herculoids The Herculoids. Oh no! I
0: can't <laughs> think of their name. Oh, I'm gonna have to look it up. Uh, he shoots. He shoots a laser from his tail. Yeah! Right.
1: Yeah! Yeah! Yeah!
0: Yeah! Yeah! Um, definitely dragon friend.
1: Um, I mean, yeah, he's got do, 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 do. straight wings too. Zok. Zok. Or, or Zok. Yeah. How yeah. However you want to pronounce the O. There you go. yeah Yeah, he's
0: got wings he shoots laser from his tail um I definitely would put him in you know he he helps you out a lot
1: dude for sure
0: eyes and tail Mm -hmm. you can ride him
1: you know for sure dude he did way more than gloop and gleep I mean those are like they're like little gumdrop dudes yeah Definitely, um, <laughs> it's seriously like actually, they drew all the characters in that show, and then they're like, "Ah, oh, we're tired. Let's just do this, mm, little gumdrop guys." We need two more characters: actually, <laughs> father, son. <laughs> hmm. What's that? Interesting. He
0: he's not on this this list I have here. Um, interesting enough, they do have Trogdor.
1: Oh, the Burner, the burninator,
0: the burninator. Yep, burnin eighteen the countries. All right, all right. Burnin eighteen the peasants.
1: All right. So anybody who knows Strong Dad, uh, and the Homestar Runner website, which I don't know if that's even around anymore. Well, Flash is dead. So unless they converted to something else, they're not up anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, they are.
0: Yeah, they 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 came back. Somebody else, somebody's reviving. them and putting them on something else.
1: Nice, nice. Yeah. Well, well, there was Trogdoor, um, who had one beefy <laughs> arm, one beefy like human arm, and he was basically an ass uh, with beefy arm and two stick legs. Awesome. So if you if you weren't familiar in the early two thousands with this, the dudes that did the website made a game. Um, I don't remember what it was called. Okay. But you played a peasant guy. And, you, well, you were, no, you were a knight, but you had to disguise yourself as a peasant to be able to go up to this mountain as a sacrifice for Trogdor to try to fight him. He's, like, up on the mountain. And it was the most hilarious thing. It was like a... It was like a Monkey Island-esque game where you ha- had to find the little things and use them in the right places to, like, progress the story along. Kind of puzzle game. And, mm-hmm. it, and it was awesome. Like, they were like, uh, you don't look like a peasant. You aren't dirty. You don't have a cloak on. And you're not on fire. And so you had to, like, figure out how to get those three things and how to light yourself on fire. Um, and then, spoilers, when you get to the end of the game, you get to the top of the mountain, finally, and you're going to fight Trogdor, you stick your sword in him, and it just sticks there, and then he just kills you, and that's the end of the game. It was amazing.
0: That seems like a lot. (laughs) Um, I mean, like any game, I mean, it's just kind of... You just got to figure
1: it out by doing it, I guess. Dude, dude uh, it, it was so... It was awesome. It was perfect, like, the ending. Like, you were like, of course you can't defeat Trogdor. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to die in the end.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's it.
1: No, that's... Yeah, yeah, that's that's how you win. You die. Like... Mm-hmm.
0: Okay.
1: You don't. You don't seem so excited about it. It was amazing. But anyways, I
0: uh, I'm trying to think of like, I mean, you win by dying. I mean, I guess that's kind of, I don't know. That it makes me think. It makes me think of Albie, the (laughs)
1: racist from Flight of the (laughs) Conchords.
0: Don't touch my my tail. Don't
1: you'll make it dirty. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: I think some honorable mentions. Mushu, I mean, he didn't make it into the live-action Mulan,
1: uh-huh. but right.
0: Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy uh, definitely did that uh, did that well. Um, what about? Uh, I would definitely categorize that like the Harry Potter dragons um, and the Game of Thrones dragons are. In that, they are very similar to each other, very much in that same kind of like, they're dangerous, only certain people can handle them. Right. And, you know, treat them as kind of wild, pet, tamed ish animals kind of a thing. Uh, Pete, good old Pete's dragon. Or not Pete's, sorry. Uh, buh, 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 buh. What is it? Uh, Puff the magic
1: dragon the magic dragon right the one that the one that lived by the sea
0: mm mhm um I like that little cartoon as a kid I think it was it's so sad though (laughs) like like, his whole world just basically falls apart (laughs) it sucks
1: yeah yeah buddy he gets old and and little Jackie Paper never came around Mm -hmm. anymore it just gets sadder and sadder. Yeah, man. Well, yeah. Well, on that
0: low note, <laughs> should we? We we went from the best down to I guess kind of the kind of the worst. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, is Bowser a dragon? That was one of the questions I had.
1: Is Bowser a dragon? No, man. He's a Koopa.
0: Yeah, but is I mean a like a. a If we're saying that Godzilla and Ghidorah, kaiju, are dragons, what about Bowser? He's lizard-esque. He's reptilian, I'll say. He breathes fire. He's got spikes.
1: Okay, but he also has uh, a shell on his back. He's a Koopa. Okay. Any... Yeah, it, I I get what you're going for, buddy, and I appreciate it so much, but I for my Mario guys like I can't nope he's 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 King Koopa, he's a Koopa, he is not a dragon.
0: I'm I'm gonna make this argument. Okay. Yes he has a turtle shell, which grant you, you know, it's fine. I appreciate that. Uh-huh. But we've also established that dragons can have either a dog or a cat face. So I don't think turtle shell disqualifies you. If anything, it's more reptilian than a
1: No, I'm, face. I mean, I'm not saying that a shell couldn't be on a dragon. Sure, okay. fine, that's great. But the man is a Koopa. It's in his name. <laughs> it's in his title. Okay, his All right. All his, right. his servants are Koopa Troopas. That's his army. Mm-hmm. Our troops of Koopas. The man is a Koopa. Right. Right. Okay.
0: All right. Uh, I would. I would also concede that Yoshi is not a dragon.
1: See, there he's, you go. Yeah, he's a dinosaur. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, there's one other one I thought of, and I can't think of where it's from now. But. Uh, well, for all those Merlin yeah.
1: fans out there. How about John Hurt's dragon? Merlin would go and get advice from him.
0: Yeah, it was a dragon. See, that's the thing—a ge- be- like a a best friend dragon, man. You need a best friend dragon right. <laughs> the one that give you advice, right? Uh, I also thought about
1: playing. the uh, the dragons from uh, from the from uh, Airbender. Uh, You know, they go and learn firebending. So, get some tips from the original firebenders, the dragons.
0: Ooh, Liu Kang, his animality. (laughs) I Mm -hmm. mean, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. The dragon from, uh, I'll say one of the worst dragons is uh, from the Netflix series Iron Fist. I think it was a huge disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't fight the dragon at
1: all! How uh, about... How about... Uh, how about Bruce Lee's Enter the Dragon?
0: Did, but he didn't, though. I mean, it was... It, the dragon was him inside him the whole time.
1: Uh, that's what I'm saying. Oh, pretty, uh, good, pretty good, uh, though.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, I would say... You know, some real life dragons. The kimono dragon, the bearded dragon. You know, there's some cool ones out there. Yeah, man. In real life. But, alright. Uh, that's a lot. What? For there sure. There's a dragon voiced by Kathleen. Kathleen. Katherine Kath, O'Hare. Really? this? Uh, what? This is like an Anastasia. Continue. What is this? Hold on. <laughs> heard of Bartok. Bartok. It is a Bartok the Magnificent, a to video animated co- adventure comedy film, of uh, a prequel to Anastasia. So the the little bat from uh-huh. Anastasia, right? There, Rasputin's little friend has a, has a thing, and Kathleen O'Hare voices a dragon. <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. no thanks <laughs> so if anyone is interested in looking up at that game though the Trogdor game it's called A Peasant's Quest and, mm-hmm. and it's still up on homestarrunner.com but it says it's broken because it's still working to fix it with the flash stuff but uh, it says you can walk around and type stuff but you can't go in any buildings right now
0: <laughs> oh okay, I've seen, or maybe that's just a scene from Homestar Runner, like the peasant on fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a
1: melding of a couple of different like things that happened from from their from their stuff and lore or whatever. But uh, mm-hmm. it was a brilliant game. I I played the whole thing and enjoyed it thoroughly. So there you go. Um, so thank you for bringing up Tragdoor. Trog- He's burninating the country.
0: Oh, man. Why isn't Flash... I mean, I, I mean, somebody needs to support this. This should be that hard. What? To redo, like, a Flash game?
1: Well, they're working on it. It says they're working on it. They have a platform to run it, but it's still not working properly. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean that's the problem with Flash games. That they'll they'll find a way to come back, but um, I mean, they were built for Flash, so they have to be kind of retooled for whatever the new thing right. is gonna be. So anyways. Right. Well should we should we move on to our triggered memory? Let's do it. What's
0: our what's our memories gonna Well,
1: we, we wanted to talk a little bit today about maybe some home remedies where if you have any stories uh, in connection with home remedies. So,
0: uh, are we saying like a home remedy is like not buying a product that is like, it's unique and sole purpose is to make you better from this ailment. It's like... Right. Grabbing something that's more universal,
1: okay. right? Right. If you're like, oh, I have a stain on my soul, and they're like, well, a little bleach will get that out. Um, you know, that's kind of a home remedy, that kind of thing. <laughs> but uh,
0: like, you're you're mortal soul, <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. You're like, uh you know, put a little red wine on that. I think it'll come right out. You're like, really? <laughs> um, yeah. But stuff like that, where it's just like. Uh, Someone was like, "What do you got? You got this? We'll do this. Try this out. This works for me." And you're like, okay. "Okay, I'll use this pine saw that's supposed to help clean this thing, and I'll, you know, do this, and maybe it'll help me." Okay, kind of thing, right? Um, right? Right?
0: Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would say my my go to home remedy um, is whenever I have like a sore throat especially when it first starts. Uh-huh. This really helps to kind of
1: quench Ooh, it. If I want you will. I want to know this. What do you do?
0: Um, so I take usually a mug because I don't want to do like a whole glass of water. But right? Some kind of like a just a mug. And I fill it with the warmest water that I can like stand, I can stand for like For a while. So like a little bit warmer than like, you know, a hot shower kind of a thing. Um and then uh in there I put I would say anywhere between like four to five tablespoons of salt and mix it as best I can, you know, and then I gargle with that warm salt water. Salt salt water. water okay and I try to get it like so when I gargle and everything I try to get it to where like you you gargle and it makes the you know uh, makes the bubbles and all that kind of stuff and the gargling sound but then for the last little bit I stop doing that to where it almost goes to where I have to swallow like I have to make a decision it's either got to go down or it's got to get out.
1: Gotcha. Uh-huh. And
0: and then I, and then I usually am doing this over the kitchen sink, and then I just spit it out, take another mouthful, gargle.
1: But you spit let it, it out, you let salt. it sit like the salt sit for a second so it can do its eat away yeah. kind of business.
0: Yeah. Got. Gotcha. And I try to let it get like get deeper in there than just like gargling normally might. Right. Try to and get everything. it. in that. Get it at the top yeah, of your. Throat. Usually, like, yeah. If it's just a little bit of a tickle, I'm like, oh man, I woke up and I got pretty bad. Like, ugh, it's gonna get worse. It'll, you know, it'll take me for till the rest of the day. Like, usually it won't come back until the next morning, kind of a thing. So, oh nice. It usually okay. Doesn't progress after that. Probably should do it at night, maybe, to kind of make sure it does go away. But mm. never really thought of that.
1: <laughs> <'Til just now. laughs> so.
0: Follow up on me later. Next time I get
1: okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh,
0: what, what, um, what about you? What's what are your what's your ad, wise advice for illness at the in the home?
1: Well, I don't know what what my <laughs> but home remedies remind me of a time when I had. A sinus infection. Ooh, yikes! And I didn't know what it was. It was m- m- possibly the first time I ever had a sinus infection, and mm-hmm. and uh, I'm talking to somebody about it, and they're like, "Well, you know what you, you got to do," and I was like, "No, but <laughs> you know I, what you got to do?" But I think mm-hmm. you're gonna tell me about it. He's like, "Well, you got to go home, get yourself a ball." Fill it with warm water, get some salt in there, and then snort it up your nose. And he said, you "You do this every day for a week, guaranteed.
0: Every day?
1: Every day for a week, guaranteed your sinus infection will be gone. And I'm like, I have never heard of this. I was not raised in a saline like household. <laughs> like we didn't, we didn't do the neti pot thing or anything like this. So this is the first time I've ever right. heard of this. So I'm like, uh, mm-hmm. okay, sure. I was miserable. So I was like, look, like I'm doing this. So this was uh, saw my mission. So me and my buddy, who I'm working with, were were every night. Basically, I'm um, cooking up this bowl warm water, putting salt in it, um, and legit snorting it up each nostril to get it in, you know, the salt into the sinuses to eat away at the crap so that's wait, in wait. there.
0: Was this suggested to you on your mission, or yes. like by this by this person, or by so like- we- we legit Michigan companion or no?
1: No, we legit went over to somebody's house for dinner, and he's like, oh, "You sound like you have a sinus shit. infection. Do this thing." And I'm like, "Okay, you're an older, wiser man, so he, he could he diagnosed you like, oh,
0: I just I just died. What? I've been I've been walking around Peasant's Quest while you've been talking. <laughs> <laughs> I just got killed by an ogre. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's amazing. He he told me before the podcast that he couldn't find his fidget toy, so he's playing Peasants Quest as we're talking. <laughs>
0: well, I could like you said I couldn't enter like enter anything, so I've just been walking around and then I right. walked into an ogre and he just punched me into the ground.
1: Pubble, dude. Oh that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Okay. What better what better plug for <laughs> Peasants Quest? We play it on our podcast. Um, oh, that's awesome. Um, so, what was I saying? So, anyway, so... The
0: suggestion's been made. Right. The 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 diagnosis, this guy can pinpoint, you, pinpoint your sickness, your illness... Well, I mean... From a mile away. We talked about
1: he, it. We talked about it. He's like, symptoms and all this and stuff, it sounds like
0: this. And then he progn- prognosticates... His prognosis <laughs> is... You need some salt water up your up your nostril. Right,
1: so, right, multiple. Okay, right. and the, I mean there was some logic to that, to me. Like I was like, okay, it makes sense. Like I used to put salt on my mm-hmm. cankers and stuff and just let them sit and eat away at the. Ooh, it sucked, mm-hmm. but it worked. It always, you know, it worked. Mm-hmm. So. So I was like, okay, 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 i will give this a go. So, you know, I've never done this before. I've never snorted anything up my nose. Like, so I, I don't have, so the whole week I'm, like, trying to dial this in. Like, uh, how much salt's enough and, like, uh, you know, uh, what's the technique for snorting it up your nose without getting it, like, down <laughs> your throat, which I could never mm-hmm. really master. Um so I'm just like, well, sputtering it's, well, sputtering everywhere. it just goes down your throat and you're just like, well, I just drank a lot of salt water that probably have some, uh, you know, snot and or sinus infection mixed in it. But, you know, it's cool. Um, but, you know, I was like, it, there was got to be some salt water that gets gets in there still. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm almost through my full week. I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, it's not completely gone but like it's progressively got better over the week so I'm I'm feeling pretty good about the situation uh, and the and the remedy and all of that you know I'm like well okay he, this guy maybe knew what he's talking about um, and he did mention that they sell saline packets and stuff like that at the like you could buy it he's like they sell this stuff this is like a legit remedy but you could do it at home. With table salt. was right. Like, oh, okay, great. So, anyways. iodine so, at the same exactly. time. Exactly. So, anyways, <laughs> last day, my buddy is like, dude, let me mix it up for you. Uh, you know, and I was like, well, that's really nice. Thanks, man. So, he, like, gets the bowl, bowl out of hot water, starts pouring in the salt, and, and like, he's not stopping. And I'm like, I
0: think you're doing this from a bowl. Is is interesting? Well, like, I mean,
1: no, I don't know. <laughs> what else are you snorting salt water out of? <laughs> you know, we didn't have yeah. a lot, man. I just had a cereal bowl. So, <laughs> but yeah. he's just pouring salt in, and I'm like, "That's probably enough." And he's like, "No, no, no, no." You know, he gives me the hand, like, "No, that's cool, that's cool." And he just keeps going. And I swear, what once, what, what's at one point was just a body of water, a small salt Island started to emerge (laughs) from the middle. It was so much. And I was like, okay, stop, man. he's like, but you want to get rid of this, right? Let's like last day, let's go all in and get you out and get you done with it. I'm like, okay. So I mix this up and I know it's going to be super salty. Um, You know, it's
0: basically just like a paste at this point, right?
1: But we're we're poor missionary folk, like you know. uh, I'm not going to buy more salt, like you know. I'm not going to throw this away or whatever. So I'm like, I'll use it fine. So so I uh, (laughs) stick the right nostril in, right? Sucked it up, (laughs) sucked it up my nose. Immediately turned around. 180 threw up in the sink. Oh, God. <laughs> it was oh. so salty that it went in my nose, down my throat, and then my body said, "Nope," and threw it up. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like I mean, like, that's good
0: positioning though, to be honest. Like to be that close to like a uh, sink or a tub. Or a well, tub I did or it. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, uh, that was by design. I did it in the kitchen, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, where we had the bowls and, and and the salt. So it seemed logical. Mm-hmm. But but <laughs> so so. Not only that, but my eyes are watering. <laughs> They're so so salty. Like I'm crying. I threw up. And he's like, "Okay, buddy, got to do that the other nostril." And I was like, "I don't think so." And he's like, "No, you have got to, man. You got to get this done with." And I'm like,
0: "Cause, like, how does that feel in your nose? Does it burn?" Like, like
1: I mean, oh, oh, thank you. That's the other part of it. Kind Ice of, water yeah. threw up immediately. Right nostril started to bleed.
0: Instant bloody nose. Instant nice. bloody nose
1: because the the saltus gets in there and just like I'm eating all of this nice <laughs> nice soft tissue and you're like no, um, so so I have cleaned myself up a little bit. I have tissue stuck in my right nostril to contain the bleeding. Um, and he's like, "Do the other nostril, buddy," and I'm like, R- "Really?" And I don't and and I just. I literally think he said, hey, at least it'll be a great story. And I was like, fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I did the other nostril, 180, threw up in the sink, eyes watering, nosebleed, nose and other nostril, like almost immediately. And I have a picture somewhere that I took immediately after that because... It looks like I was in a fight. Like my eyes are all swelled up from like watering, and and my nose is bleeding. I got tissues in both of my nose, uh, both of my nostrils, because like I got punched in the face or something, and I look miserable, and uh, and and my sinus infection was gone. So there you go. There's oh, there you go. That's the story. That's the story.
0: (laughs) Home home remedy. success home
1: remedy for the win kind of
0: (laughs) oh dude like i mean it worked i guess sounds terrible
1: (laughs) (laughs) well every other day wasn't that bad obviously because i didn't Mm -hmm. mix that strong salt in there so who knows if i had to go a couple more days if i hadn't it wasn't mixed that strongly or if i would have been fine i don't know that's the big question about it like if I had just gone with my regular concoction, would I have been done with it, or or did I need the strong salt? I don't know, but uh,
0: I will say that's one thing uh, I think about as like far as like home remedies and stuff like that. It's like most medications nowadays are meant to be palatable, right? Right, right. Like this is this is supposed to be as easy as possible you know, small capsules, uh, you're like, this bubblegum you know, gum flavor. <laughs> exactly. Like so on and so forth. But like home remedies are like, Oh, you're going to hate this. But
1: it's gonna <laughs> right. <laughs> like, exactly. let,
0: let's make, let's make some wake up juice. <laughs> kind of right. You know, like, um, but, uh, you mentioned bloody noses that, that reminds me of another, like, I mean, you and I, uh, Yes, are not uh, not ashamed of the amount of bloody noses that we have had. Uh, it is definitely not something we really need to get into on the podcast. <laughs> it is it is fairly common, and so I've tried any and everything to uh, stop yeah. a running a bloody nose and everything. the The thing that I do find, if you if you um, have access to it and everything, is Um, like an ice cube putting Uh, an ice cube on the side of your nostril um, helps then like the blood vessels to constrict and um, slows the slows the bleeding enough to get it like to clot and all that kind of different stuff so that is and I've tried with like cold cold water Uh just like running your nose under cold water but that one it's kind of like well, I've been doing this so long, I just think it's clotting on its own anyway. <laughs> like, <laughs> and and the water's just and it seems like it's working because you're like, oh, it's not really bleeding. It's like, well, the water's just rushing away every right drip, uh, every drop of, of blood there. And right. so um, so yeah, that's definitely Ice Cube um, anecdotally. I think works in in that respect. Um, nice. But, for, for me, uh,
1: for my nosebleeds, I, I, I'm like, just just get it so that you can function. I don't care about mm-hmm. like the best solution, necessarily. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, give me the solution that lets me go back to what I was doing. And so I, I put the tissue in the nose, you know, and I usually go from there. Well, I, I do one other thing. So one person taught me once about the pressure point on the back of your head. Oh, I do not know this one. No, there's a pressure point, and I don't know exactly where it is, honestly. So I push two different places, but it's like right at the uh, top of your neck, where your head mm-hmm. meets your neck is a point there, and then there's another point, kind of right on the back of the skull, like that dimple. That's like right up, mm-hmm. like right above the the joint where the neck is. I push both of those because mm-hmm. I I honestly don't remember which they told me is the actual pressure point. So, but you press and hold it in for kind of as long as you can stand it, uh, um, mm-hmm. not super long, you know. But so so I do both of those because it's that's supposed to stop the bleeding. Um, so 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 yeah. So I can't be bothered too much. So I stick stick the tissue up the nose. Do the pressure point, move on, and uh, yeah, See, you know anybody who's worked with me, like had a job, uh, knows that it's not common, uncommon for me just to walk around with the tissue in my nose. Like I don't care, like I I, I don't, I don't have any uh, shame about that. You're like whoa. See my
0: problem, my problem. Is, I mean I I yeah definitely tissue, is is a good go to, but my problem with that is I will then get like sneezy Mm. if it like if I don't position it right or if I don't fold it Mm -hmm. properly and everything and there's a few things that are that are scarier than a sneezing bloody nose for (laughs) sure no yeah that's that's the worst and uh, uh, yeah and so that's um, as far as I mean for talking home remedies and getting blood out of stuff. I mean, uh, I've tried a lot of different things, uh, yeah. Pretty much, pretty much all you really need to do is just kind of scrub it, like, right. I don't know if I've ever let like blood just like sit in something, you know. <laughs> I'm not just like letting like a stain just kind of, but if if you get blood on something, just like. You know, safely and you know modestly remove that piece of clothing and just run it under water and just rub that part of the fabric in between your fingers and it, the, like all the blood comes out. Yeah, know. if
1: you're quick at like, it. Yeah. So yeah, I do hot water and usually a little detergent. Mm-hmm. And it'll come yeah, right. If you, agi- it'll come if you right
0: agitate out. it, it'll, it'll come out. It does Right. Because because the part of it is like, I mean the. A lot of the blood is like you know in, like the red is like the cells and stuff like that. So you're, right. You're just basically just sloughing them off and everything. So hey, so
1: my my greatest success story for a blood stain was a blood stain that was over ten years old in a Ooh. silk uh, ish necktie.
0: You, you, you cleaning up a cold case here? <laughs> like, I mean, God, i got to get well, my DNA out of this.
1: <laughs> I had given up on it, like, because I 'cause, cause uh-huh. I'd let it sit, and then I never did anything with it. But mm-hmm. uh, but I hadn't thrown it away for whatever reason. I had it in my closet still. And I found this, uh, I found Zout, Zout, which is, you know, just a pre-treatment. Uh, mm-hmm. Spray that you can put to try to get tough stains out, and that stuff is crazy. Uh, if you let mm-hmm. it sit on there forever, it'll get anything out. Eh, depending on the fabric, it might. Uh, if you leave it on too I've long, some, it might. I've had some
0: staining issues with South.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It can. It can take the color if you leave it too long. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, but I wasn't really trying to save the tie. I was just trying to see if it, if I could get it out with that stuff. Cause it, right. cause that stuff's strong. So, uh, so I did, I soaked it and let it soak for a while and then washed it. And all the blood came out after like 10 years of being dry in this tie. And, hmm. and, and it did, it took the color because, you know, it was, I had to be pretty aggressive to get it out. Um, so I didn't say the tie, I didn't really expect to, so I did ultimately throw it away, but you know, that's a uh, pretty good, uh, uh, See, get the stain that? out there, so, yeah. for the win. What you do in that
0: case is you, then you do the whole tie, so then it's all the same color again.
1: Right, <laughs> right. Well, I thought about it, and then I was like, that's expensive. <laughs> i like, you just right. so cover this tie with it just to save this tie. You got other ties, so. Mm-hmm. Anyways, there you go. There's the blood stories.
0: Yeah, so uh, if you're a frequent nose bleeder like some of us, um, you know it just happens, man. Like you look at a uh, the uh, strongman competitions, like the world's strongest man competitions. Uh huh. Guaranteed, somebody's gonna just their nose just. Gushes blood instantly, like right. they go to like you know flip a car or something, and you just like ah! and boom, just that blood vessel in their nose just goes, and they just you gotta yeah. keep on, keep on, yeah. Um, should we uh, should we new it up?
1: Switch to our the new. Let's do it, man! Yeah, let's do it. The new. What is what is, what is your what
0: is new for you?
1: Uh, This week, my new for this week, Um, I have just finished uh, listening to an audio book. Mm. Um, it 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 is a Steve Martin memoir of his stand-up comedy years called. Born Standing Up. It's not very long. It's like just a little over four hours. It's not a long listen. It's pretty short. Little memoirs. But uh, I listened to and it goes through his kind of whole thing of how he came to comedy and uh, you know as a stand-up and what his whole stand-up journey was like and his whole philosophy on what he was trying to do and And all this stuff, and it was very interesting. It's you know, it's not. It's a fairly new book. I don't know actually when it was written. I guess I should look. But, uh, um, but he he says that he's like I hadn't. He left stand up and hadn't really looked back um, until he started writing this memoir. Interesting, because
0: he is one of the, I would say, earliest stadium um, stand-ups, you know? People right. who were popular enough to where they could fill, like, an entire stadium. Well, he, um, well yeah, from, he, from my understanding, I obviously didn't... Yeah, well, he anymore.
1: mentions in that, at the height, that he, like... He, he was selling out to the biggest crowds that a a comedian had sold to at that time. So right, yeah, and he and it was in these big things big like, you know, fourteen thousand people like at your comedy show like that level of crazy. Um. So yeah, let's, let's see. This book was written in two thousand and seven. So. It's it's older but like you know it's still um he's reminiscing
0: about his career in the 70s. Right. Right,
1: 70s yeah. and a little bit of the 80s when he kind of when it was really huge. But um but yeah, his whole thing is very interesting cuz he the the I think the title's a little misleading cuz it's called Born Standing Up but he he's like I wasn't like he he didn't set out to be a comedian. He set out to be a, magi- a magician, and he started as a magician, and he started performing as a magician, and he started doing funny things in his magician act. Um, and then at one at one point he's just like, I had the realization that I didn't love being a ma- magician. I loved performing. And yeah. Okay. And the easiest way to get gigs at that time was to not be a musician or a magician where you had to like have have a it was like a whole process to get hired where you could be a stand up and then go down to the local wherever and get in front of a mic that day and Mm -hmm. so it was a very practical like well I want to be on stage as much as possible and so the easiest avenue for me to go would be to be a comedian versus being a ma- a magician or a, uh, a musician which he was both so
0: right i mean he's a fantastic banjo player fantastic
1: banjo player yeah and you know he worked all those things into his act like later on like as a com- well and it all kind of developed Organically, but he would bring his banjo and do little banjo bits and and do little magic trick bits within his comedy mm-hmm. bit um, mm-hmm. and stuff. So, anyways, it was a very interesting listen. I I been I mentioned on this podcast before that I was listening to that Mike Berbiglia uh, mm-hmm. podcast where they talk. Uh, stand-up processes and, and how they develop jokes and, like, how they work on them, things like this. And more than once, uh, I think one day I was listening uh, on the way to a gig or something, and my uh, my bandmate was in the car, and we listened to parts of two podcasts, and both of the guests mentioned this book and quoted it. In two different podcasts, right, mm-hmm. one after the other. And then I was like, well, I should listen to this book. <laughs> um, so I did. So there you go.
0: Wow. That's impressive. I mean, I, I, I've looked at that, I've seen the cover. Uh-huh. I'm familiar with the, the title and everything. Um, it might be in my wish list on Amazon, so I might actually have to pick that up because, yeah, I think that's. Actually, a really cool, like, very different kind of take on it, I guess, because he, yeah, in the fact that he was, like you said, the most uh, well attended, we'll say, Mm -hmm. uh, comedian at the time, like, yeah, you know, groves of people, yeah, and so that is that is pretty crazy, but, uh,
1: but yeah. Yeah, well, what about you? What's the new for you this week?
0: So my new... uh, We're we're, we're both going back to the 70s for our news here. Nice. (laughs) So, um, as it is Cinco de Mayo today, yesterday was May the 4th. Uh And as is uh, common tradition now, uh, we had a bunch of friends to get together, and we watched uh, the original episode four star wars a new hope
1: like i want to say it like the so you had it on you have it on what
0: so that's that's the question right okay okay yeah yeah. version what which version of a new hope do you watch one of the like most alterated altered you know Works in cinema history, I would almost say.
1: Really, yeah. Uh Like
0: it's it's been re-released and like re-done slightly. So many different times. Yeah. How many times?
1: Like at least two, if not three or four. Right.
0: Oh, I think it's like I think there are so like there are like up to six. Like I mean, even like the Han versus Greedo scene has uh-huh. four different versions where it's like Han shoots first Greedo shoots first they shoot kind of at the same time and he moves his head they shoot and Han is slightly after like there's like they've redone it like so many different times um, oh man. and redone Jabba the Hutt you know trying right. to update that and all kinds of different things in, in episode one when or episode four. Right. It wasn't even in the, in the original at all. Right, 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 right. So, um, we decided, um, so I'm like, okay, you know, we're going to be showing this to my friend's four-year-old for the first time. Like, that's, he's on their uh, heaven's party. Okay. And everything like that. And so, I was like, oh, do you want me to bring it on, well, I thought I had VHS. Like, I know I have a copy of it somewhere. Um, do you want it on VHS, like the OG, you know, unaltered version? And because that's even hard to find, because even yeah the VHS copies, you know, you can find well they uh, were
1: yeah the first re-release was on VHS the 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 the, yes. the, the first remastered version so
0: yes exactly. So um so I have I have the older versions um on VHS somewhere but for whatever reason I couldn't find that. So instead I brought my copy on Capacitance Electronic Disc. Are you familiar with this archaic technology?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. No, which one so this, is this is this this like- is in our laser disc goal, com- like competitor
0: or this is this is the record player of video basically uh-huh. so um, so I'll try to describe how this works um so this goes along with uh, you and I trying to gather all forms of media right, right, right and media media lectures most likely because you know you never know when you're gonna Come across the the last remaining copy of the last Starfighter, and it's right. only on C. It's only on CED disc, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and so, uh, basically, how this works is: so imagine, uh, like an, a floppy disk, right? A nine or a three and a half floppy, inch floppy. Okay. Okay. Now, expand that case, that hard plastic case, to the size of a laser disc.
1: Oh, okay. Or,
0: or an LP. I have seen you know, if I, you will. I
1: do believe I have seen this. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, it is a hard plastic case, and inside it is a uh, little plastic frame with a big disc inside of it, like inside the frame. And the media lecture looks like, uh, you know, a laser displayer or, you know, a big fat uh, VCR. And the way you load it is you press the load button and it opens this little slot that like, you know, is maybe like half an inch tall and like 12 to, uh, maybe it's like 15 inches wide. Like it's, (laughs) it's this whole thing. You shove the whole cartridge in, hard plastic cover and all, right. and then you pull it out, and it leaves the disc and the frame inside. So it has these little tabs that it pushes in uh-huh. um, on the on the thing, and it pull and you pull out the cartridge. So the cartridge is now empty, um, and then it loads the disc, spins it, and then a specialized needle reads the um reads the signal off of the, the high density the high density groove basically yeah. just like a record yeah so it has to spin and it has to find like the spot so there's a couple of limitations to this number one there is no play button you put it in and it automatically plays like it's either off okay. or it's playing right there is a pause button and there is an a visual search is what they call it, which is the basically the fast forward and rewind, but it has no sound. So they call it just visual search. So it just okay. speeds up the it speeds up the speed of the disc and so it plays the video faster and they just cut the audio when you push when you're pushing that button.
1: Gotcha. Okay. So
0: it's essentially the same as fast forwarding a VC or a video cassette. Um but anyway, halfway through a decent movie, like a two-hour movie, you have to then reinsert the cartridge, pull it out with the video disc inside, flip that over, reinsert it, and pull it out to play the second side. Right. So you get this little intermission of... Like... <laughs> <laughs> In the middle of this, in the middle of this
1: movie, um, that's crazy. But it was the, uh, the but it was the unaltered un- version. Yes. Okay. Because
0: this technology is from like 1960 to like 1980, so it had like like a 17 year run, and like I have really? several movies from that era. Um, like I have all the Star Wars movies. I have all the Roger Moore. James Bond movies I have uh, The Phantom Tollbooth on CED I have The, like, the Love Bug uh, I have two of the best movies you'll ever do blindfolds to B-movie and B-movies I have your this is what introduced us to your Oh for uh, real? <laughs> Hunter from the Future <laughs> Um, but in any case, the reason that this isn't new is, you know, I've had this for a while, and I don't actually think I've ever, I bought, like, the Star Wars movies, because they were, like, I'm like, heck yeah. But I haven't actually sat down and watched him on this, and I haven't played, I haven't used this in, like, a while, and, you know, moved it to my new house, and all this kind of stuff. And, like, I set it up at his house, which took some doing, because his flat screen tv is mounted to the wall
1: Uh-huh.
0: um but it's not movable right it's just like right. almost flat up against the wall uh-huh. so i'm like screwing in like a coax cable like two fingers at a time you know just trying to get it just like uh, 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 you know like trying to get behind that tv and just like barely got it in there and like screwing it like a eighth of a turn every time it was awful oh just have gosh, to get like dude. where like the little the little nut corner like catches your nail it's like oh it was terrible um <laughs> so i got that i got it hooked up and everything and um but it just wouldn't load the disc like you could put the disc in but the little door wasn't closing and it wasn't engaging and the needle wasn't working and i was just like oh and really? everybody's like you know they're not waiting on me they're all like upstairs eating food but I'm try- trying to get this to work and you know trying to figure out how and everything and so I'm just like and it's just not working there's like this little door that you can open and actually like see the disc inside I don't know to like see if I'm not exactly sure what you're supposed to do with that little door but like it doesn't like have anything you could really do much to and so I'm just like Getting a little frustrated. I've kind of tried to take it apart a little bit so I can maybe get in there. So finally I'm just like sitting there and again, you have to imagine this thing. It's like a foot and a half wide by like like probably two feet long or two feet deep and it's um it's about like eight inches tall, right? And it is uh-huh. heavy. It's probably weighs like twenty five pounds, like just the player itself. Oh my gosh. And so I just have this thing and I'm just like, oh, it's like the disc is just not where it's supposed to be. And so I just, in like a a flash of like old school technology, I literally just like pick it up off the little table it's on. I flip it like a little bit past 90 degrees and then put it back down and it immediately loads the disc and starts playing. Get out. I was like, oh my God. I was so excited, and it takes a second, and it's loading, and I can hear it. And it's like okay, and it, like the display, which is like you know two characters, it either says like L for loading or zero, and then starts to count through like the chapters or whatever. So it starts loading, and I'm like oh, and like the screen's got that little like crackly like, and then all of a sudden it's, I was like. Yeah. I was so excited (laughs) that I had fixed this in the best way possible to just be like, oh, I know how this works. You just have to shake it. (laughs) Like, there's just, it's just one of those awesome, like, things that you just don't get anymore where it's just, like, you have to blow on the, the cartridge or you have to, it's like, no, 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 no. It's like, my Nintendo's different. You you can't just put it in and push it down. You have to like push it down and push it in first. <laughs> you know it's just right. like something's like a little bit off. Or no 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 if you're gonna eject the tape, you actually have to like like you know just flip up the little door by your with your finger and then eject and it comes out totally fine or whatever. You right. know like right. just those little tweaks, and that's what this player needed. It just needed. It just couldn't get it done by itself, and so it just needs like the di- it just like the good job. You think the disc would like fall out of position uh-huh. in that case, but it just literally like hit gets to that exact right. Like, oh, I just needed this little thing to be seated, and now I can load and play. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, admittedly, we didn't watch the whole movie on that because it did skip, and when it skips, uh, it starts over.
1: Oh, <laughs> really? So,
0: yeah, so uh, we ended up just pulling it up on De Plus to, to get, like, a clean just-go-through-it version that a four-year-old could watch. You right, know? But, right. But the fact that now I have like this, like, oh, I, I know how to get this to work. <laughs> <laughs> There it goes. There we go. <laughs> like, yeah, it's the Fonzie of <laughs> video players <laughs> at this point. Hey, um, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's a uh, it is one of my uh,
1: that's amazing. One of my favorite
0: things because because I'll still find those discs at like thrift stores and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, it's man, crazy. So here's the yeah. thing:
1: I was looking at this, and yeah, it was mm-hmm. developed in the 60s, 1964. Mm-hmm. It did not hit the market until eighty one, right? And it was only uh, sold until eighty six because of right. VH like VCRs uh, and mm-hmm. uh, and you know the even beta it, introduction yeah. of beta and even actual laser disc where they use mm-hmm. a laser rather than a needle, so. Mm-hmm crazy that's yeah. crazy i forgot that that was the thing yep so uh
0: so yeah that was that was a lot of fun and that's our podcast
1: that's it that's all of it we'll yeah m- never hear from us again until next week
0: <laughs> uh unless you join us on patreon we just did downton abbey for that's our, right uh, beginning of the end podcast
1: so the longest (laughs) podcast that we have done to date so Mm -hmm. you you know if you're if you're in for that then please come join us at patreon and check it out we got some other exclusive podcasts up there already that you can listen to of our beginning of the end series where we listen we watch the first the pilot episode of a show and the finale of a show and nothing in between.
0: <laughs> yep, uh, it's fun. We'll... We have a lot of fun. Yeah, we do have a lot of fun. I I love trying to figure out who this person is or why we <laughs> care about them. Right. Every time we're like, "Is that person dead? They died, right? They're dead." <laughs>
1: <laughs> So, that's right we had that in the, in the good wife <laughs> and we had that in, uh, in Downton. um yeah <laughs> um the this one was fun because there are so many characters in the second in the finale versus you know there's still a ton in the in the pilot but we were like well who are all these people and it was a chore right. of sorts to to <laughs> build a to figure to try to get some semblance of what was going on and who's mm-hmm. who and uh, I think we did pretty good, but uh, yeah, you you be the judge mm-hmm. of that if you, if you would. Yeah. So, all
0: right, we will catch you next week. All right. Bye. Bye.